I remember that day exactly. I was running out the door to meet my two best friends from the neighborhood. And what my mom said before I left will never be forgotten. Mija, don't you go to those hills. It's about to rain. I guess she could tell I wasn't listening because she firmly grasped my arm, knelt down to be at eye level, and looked into my eyes. Those foothills are dangerous. As soon as little kids climb and crawl on the hills, they call the rain. The arroyos wash all the water down so they can drink their fill. Sometimes when there are kids in the hills, the rain takes them into the hills and they don't care. They drink them up without a sound. You'll get washed down and trapped because all the kids that have been washed down, they want more friends so they won't be left alone and out alone in the hills. They grab your legs and they pull you down into the caves dug out by the water. The water will make the sandstone break and you won't be able to climb out. The hills are hungry and they will eat you right up. And if they don't, La Llorona will come and find you and think you're her niña. So listen to your mama. I ran down the dirt path, out the gate, off to the rock shaped like a heart. The usual meeting place for me and my friends. Told you she was going to be late. Post, my mama had to lecture me about the floods. It's always something with you, Maria. Why don't you just admit it? You are too scared to come because of La Llorona. <laughs> <laughs> Last one to the top is a smelly fart. I'm going to win this time. Kiss my ass. I'm going to tell your mom. Then you could really kiss my ass. <laughs> no pushing. Not fair, you cheater. I win. I'm king of the foothills. We all sat down on rocks to catch our breath. Why do they call it the foothills anyway? My mom says, as soon as little kids climb and crawl on the hills, they call the rain. The kids get washed up and die in the hills. My uncle said that this is hollow ground and kids get trapped because of the shifting rocks and the last that remains are their feet sticking out of the ground. Foothills. (laughs) And that's why he was sent to the army. He's crazy. No way. My tío never lies. We all laughed. And it slowly turned into gasps when we heard thunder roll in the background. We should better get home before it starts to rain. Let's go back the way and take the bridge over to your oil. We started to walk further up the boulder to get to the bridge. As the storm clouds were rolling in quickly, we knew better than to cross through the arroyo. We got to the last big jump. There was a big crack we had to get over. My friends were older, and their height gave them an advantage. They made it without a problem. But not me. I went to jump across, and my brand new shoe slipped off and fell into the crack. Oh no, my shoe fell! Are you serious? Can you get it? I don't know, I can't tell! Just just leave it! We could come back for it tomorrow! No, my mom just got these! She's gonna be pissed! Your mom never gets mad at you! Let's go! No, I think I almost have it! Hurry! If the aurora fills up, it's gonna cover the bridge and we'll get stuck on this side! There was a huge crack of lightning, followed with thunder that made the boys start running. I continued to struggle reaching for my shoe. I was small enough to wiggle my way all the way down. I got to the bottom, grabbed my shoe, and I slipped it back on. It didn't feel right, but I thought maybe it was just full of dirt. I went to empty the dirt, and that's when I realized that it wasn't my shoe. I stumbled back, and I tripped over dozens of shoes. Were the stories true? Were kids washed down and trapped? Did they grab my legs and pull me down like my mom said? She also said the rainwater will make the sandstone break and you won't be able to climb out. Will I be like the others and left forgotten? The moon started to rise and rays of hope shimmered through the cracks. It lit up the crack and I was able to find my shoe and I saw a way to pull myself up. It was as if my life was spared and they helped me out. I ran across the bridge and didn't look back. 
I remember running in all sweaty and dirty and finding my grandma checking the steam on her tamales. I ran to her and I told her the story, but it didn't seem to faze her. I pointed to the shoe I had found still on my foot. She stood up and started to walk over to a closet in her bedroom. She signaled me to follow her. She pulled out an old box and set it on her bed. It looked full. I remember the sides were bulging, so it had to be tied with an old piece of twine. Grandma loosened the tie and papers fell out free from confinement. I picked up the ones that floated to the ground. One was a picture of a young girl and the other was an old newspaper clipping. It was a half-torn advertisement for a vacuum cleaning service. I turned it around and it was the same girl, but this time in a column titled Missing. What my grandmother said next changed my life. That's your great aunt Doris. She is my oldest sister. She went missing when I was four. She went to a sister school, but never came home. But she wasn't the only one. She pulled out more papers from the box. There were more pictures of children and piles of papers dating back to the 1930s. Great-grandma told me that once they took Doris, I was sent to Grandpa Leza's farm in Texas. They didn't want the same to happen to me, so I grew up there and moved back when your mom was born and we inherited this land. When we moved back, we discovered that the sister school had caught fire, and many lives were lost, mostly children. They were buried in the hills. The school didn't survive and had to be knocked down. That's when they found more bodies. She pulled out a newspaper clipping with a headline that read, Boards Reveal Tiny Shoes. Families weren't the same, broken in identity and torn through grief. If you walked by any home slow enough, you could catch a glimpse of a memorial through a window. Houses that were once full of children are now full of candles that their families not only light in prayer, but for the spirits to find their way home. My mom collected these pictures and clippings through the years and told me, Somos los guardianes. No debemos olvidar. We are the guardians. We must not forget. Not only did she lose a child, but carried the heartbreak of all the mothers. She neatly put all the papers back into the box, took the shoe that I completely forgot I had on, and placed it on top, and closed the box. She tied it up with such gentleness you thought it was a piece of glass. She pushed it across the embroidered blanket to me as a clear act of passage. She walked over to the dresser and lit her candle. I'd seen her do that so many times, but that night I understood. It is our duty to let them rest and not go into the hills. But remember, not every spirit is peaceful especially those that had their lives stolen. They want revenge, and they are angry. Those who walk among them will get swallowed up. That is why you don't go into the hills. You're old enough to know the truth, and mature enough to know respect. That night, I discovered so much about our ancestry, and felt empowered by that task my grandmother had given me. It gave me authority over our family's mysterious, shameful secret in which the punishment for being native was a humiliation we could never overcome. So this is why you don't go there. This is why we light our candles. One day you will understand. El Campo Santo was made in the shadow of the Sandia Mountains in the heart of Albuquerque, New Mexico by Blackout Theatre Company. Our goal is to tell the stories of Albuquerque and New Mexico on stage, screen, and anywhere else you are.
This podcast was made possible with generous support from the City of Albuquerque City Council Department of Arts and Culture, New Mexico Arts, and the Urban Enhancement Trust Fund. If you like this podcast, you should check out our Season 1 of El Campo Santo and another podcast, Pret 101. If you would like to learn more about our plays and any other works, check out our website at blackouttheater.com.